In this episode, we are looking at affirmations. What works with an affirmation? What doesn't? How do you make a great affirmation? And what are the history of affirmations? Where do they come from? We get into all that. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This, this is, is the Intuitive, Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay, let's talk about affirmations today. What do you think? Yeah, I think people love affirmations. Yeah, this was something that people wrote in and asked us to cover. Yep. And normally you would hear affirmations and you wouldn't think like, oh, this might need a spice level warning. But I do think this might be mildly spicy because I have a lot of thoughts about how people really mislead other people into what affirmations are and do and all of the things. Same. I'm, I'm with you on that. There's a lot of toxic positivity woven into this element. Yes, exactly. That being said, I love an affirmation. I think they're very effective. Yep. And I think everyone should use them, but there are some definite things I think people should know about them. Agreed. Okay. So I wanted to start with like a definition of an affirmation because, you know, I love a definition. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So the definition that I liked the best that I found was short statements that we repeat to ourselves to help us reshape or create our reality. Perfect. I like that. Yep. I'm going to say the key words here are reshape and create our reality. And if I was to expand upon that, I would say shift your mindset because, and we'll get into this more, just saying that you want something or that you have something is not going to directly bring it to you. Right. Exactly. It's not a shortcut or like a cheat. Yes. And I think some things like the secret and like all those yeah. kinds of things. I don't think that any of the things they claim are untrue. I just think that they're missing some information. And I feel that way a lot about the way people present affirmations. Yeah. They lead people into skipping a bunch of steps. Yeah. And you kind of get set up to fail in a way and to be right. disappointed. And that's going to put you in the exact opposite state that you were looking for when you started doing affirmations. Exactly. Yeah. So let's take a look at that. I got to start with a little bit of the history of affirmations and where they come from. Okay. Try not to be so excited about this, Jay, but someone claims to be the father of affirmations. <laughs> I'm, I'm not at all surprised at that. <laughs> okay. So the person is a French psychologist and pharmacist named okay. Emile Koo. And I think I'm saying that right. It's E-M-I-L-E for the first name and the last name is C-O-U-E. Okay. They lived from 1857 to 1926. So in my eyes, I would consider that pretty modern. Yeah, definitely. But also of note, kind of before the big movement of like psychology in our, at least in our country. Yes. That was more in like the 70s that that became, 60s and 70s, that became like a big thing. Yep. This is pre that. Okay. Now he started his career being trained as a hypnotist, interestingly enough. That is interesting. But you also have to reframe how you're thinking of hypnotism. See our episode on hypnosis. Right. Right. Exactly. Don't think of like the weird person that came to your school assembly. <laughs> right. It's not a parlor trick. No. Think of someone like 
really trying to like more like hypnotherapy or really trying to help people shift their mindsets. That was like what early hypnosis really was. Right. Exactly. What hypnosis really still is, but there's this weird sideshow act of it. Exactly. Yeah. What they would call affirmations back in the day was auto suggestions. Oh, that works too. I couldn't really find the origin of the switch to the term affirmations, but it does seem like a, like maybe the terms were both kind of used, but auto suggestion was more of the like maybe medical side of it that you would say. Yep. And then I also think with the movement of like the new agey movement, the new age element kind of latched onto the term affirmation instead of auto suggestion. So there's that as well. Yeah, that makes sense. But that those are my guesses because I could not find evidence as to how that switched over. I got to say, I kind of like auto suggestion a little better. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. So a meal here mm-hmm. would do this interesting experiment. And this is how affirmations or auto suggestions really got started and started to get used. And he would tell his patients before he gave them like some sort of medication, right? Because remember, he's also a pharmacist. Oh, right. He would say to, to a group of them, this medication works amazing. This is one of the best medications. And he would speak mm-hmm. about results that would happen. Okay. And then to another group of patients, he would give the same medication and say nothing. Oh, okay. And in his experiments found that the people he told that the medication was amazing had way better results with the medication. Gotcha. So this is where it sort of launched him into being like, wait a minute. Now, remember, he's got the background in hypnosis. So he's already understanding this element. And right. now he's like, I, I'm starting to see how this could apply in other areas. Gotcha. The thing that I think is cool about this dude that you don't see in a lot of other white men taking credit for things <laughs> <laughs> is that he has, was actually incredibly interested in when his auto suggestions failed. Oh, good. I like that. And he was very open about it because it seems that he was really into like the research element. Like why does this work and why not? And he really concluded that the person has to believe it. So let's say with the suggestions of the medicine, just because he would say this is a great medicine, if the person taking it didn't believe him that it was a great medicine, they wouldn't get the results. So he really pioneered this part of affirmations that's important to people today, I think that, you know, we see taught that you have to believe what you're saying in order for it to work. Yeah. You have to put the energy behind it. Yes. I could say as much as I wanted to, that I am super tall, right? I am model tall. I could say that all day long, but there's no way I'm going to believe it (laughs) because there's no, I can easily look in the mirror and see that I'm five foot zero. Right. Right. So it's sort of that element, like you have to be able to believe it. This was a real important thing that he studied and he really talked about a lot. I love that. Yeah. And then his work in this stuff really laid the groundwork for like modern day hypnotherapy and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. So those two things that you see today are heavily influenced by this French pharmacist and psychologist. Well, and I love that this is also that sort of sweet spot that we talk about where intuition and science overlap and it's sort of a chicken and the egg thing, but you're seeing that it's actually a lot of like 
cognitive, neurological, psychology stuff like that, but it can also be framed. You can take all of that out and it still works. Exactly. And and to add to that, I think we would benefit from bringing a bit more of that into like our current medical system. Oh, yes, I agree. I really feel like the energy that you bring in the beliefs that you have about taking medication or not taking medication are going to have a large effect on your results. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think we're both living proof of that. We don't even need to get into it, but anyone who's experienced that knows what we mean. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing about the, you know, the thing we love about people claiming to be the father of stuff. I always find it very sus that it our our pagan ancestors hadn't already explored this. Of course they did. Of yeah. course they did. They just didn't have to claim it or name it or be the boss of it. Exactly. So I grabbed a few examples. Now, this is very difficult to research. Anything where you're like, let me find the pagan ancient roots of anything. Because everything that you, when you're researching this stuff, everything that you look for is like some modern white dude claiming, especially in the holistic spiritual world, claiming to invent and like cultural appropriation has been so accepted and people are okay with it that it becomes difficult. Yeah. You don't know, you don't even know what it was called then. So it's hard to even start a search of something like that. Exactly. And I'm not trying to start a fight with this, like Dr. Koo guy. Like I think that he was probably great. You know what I mean? But right. I was able to find a few examples that I want to tell you that I feel like were our ancient ancestors using these same principles. And I wanted to see what you thought. Okay. But I would, I just want to disclaim that there's probably way more than what I'm, I'm using. And maybe some people who maybe are more familiar with these cultures could give us further clarification if they think this is true or not. Yeah. Okay. In Asian culture, there is this real focus on balance, right? There's so yeah. much energetically about balance. So right. there's the yin and the yang, yang, and then there's also the balance of the uh, five elements, right? Earth, water, fire, metal, wood. Yep. And everything that you look at, especially like ancient pagan times, right? There's a lot of focus medically and just on your life in making sure there's balance in all of those areas. Right. So one of the things that I saw in in a lot of different ancient Asian cultures was this idea that you would say a statement to balance whatever one of those elements was off. Well, that's an affirmation. So for example, one of them that I found was, I possess the heart and courage of fire. Yep. And so someone whose fire element needed more balance would say this repeatedly. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. So to me, that's an, that's an amazing affirmation. But yeah, absolutely. It makes me want to try to balance my elements because I'm sure they're off, right? Like that to me, this was going on for centuries and centuries before this French psychologist popped onto the scene. Yeah, definitely. In Native American culture, and this has crossover in different tribes. So I'm just going to be general about Native American culture. But I also realize that that's a slight bit ignorant that I'm not naming the exact tribes, but it was very difficult to find. But there is this really cool thing that they would do. And it was kind of, to me, a 40-day cycle of affirmations. Oh, really? So they would have a bowl. And inside the bowl, there would be 40 stones. 
And every day you would remove a stone and you would say a statement that had to do with something that you wanted. And then when the bowl was empty, you had done it for 40 days in a row and then you would move on. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I kind of want to do that. That's also like, what's the modern saying? Like it takes X days to change a mindset and or like break a habit or something like that. Yeah. You know, it sounds very similar to that. Agreed. And also so intelligently simplistic that I just really right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Right. And then, I mean, you're also using an earth element that you're holding, you're holding a stone when you say, I mean, there's so much more to it if you look deeper, but to me, that's an affirmation. Uh, definitely. You know, like if you're sitting there counting on like your mala beads or whatever, right? Like you're, yeah. you're doing that. You know? Right. Yeah. And then the other thing that I, I wanted to see what you thought of this is I think about chanting in Buddhism. Yep. I feel like that is affirmation work when you're chanting. Oh, definitely. Cause you're calling in the energy of whatever you're chanting. Yeah. And, and you're, and you're aligning your own personal frequency to the frequency of that chant, which is how affirmations work. Exactly. So, you know, that struck me as like, you know, it's called chanting, but you're basically just saying a statement over and over again. And right. in, in the experiences I've had with doing stuff like that, it's really important that you call in like emotion and like you feel how it feels as you repeat it. And to me, that's, that's real strong affirmation vibes. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think what's interesting is in like the different cultures and religions that I was looking at, if you're looking at Christianity, mm-hmm. really the, the sort of speaking is prayer. Right. But prayer to me sounds more like a request. It isn't like a, a power statement of something that you have. It's sort of like you're, you're asking of like the universe or God or whatever your term is to, to give you something. Right. Right. Or an affirmation is sort of stating like that you are the powerful person either having it or getting it. Right. Yeah. I think the only thing I could think of in Christianity that might be close would be sort of saying the rosary. Right. Still, that's a prayer. You're it's still it's outside of you. You're just you're repeating the prayer. But that's not that. I don't think that qualifies as an affirmation. I mean, it's, it's saying a statement, repeating it over and over again. But to me, so I don't have any Catholic upbringing, but to me, my understanding is that that's still a request, right? Yes. It's a, yeah, there are very specific prayers that you say in a particular order. Yeah. So I wonder if the reason that we had to kind of relearn this whole affirmation thing is because this sort of like Christianity culture came in and and made us think of like our requests to whatever higher power you subscribe to were requests, not like calling things to you and sort of that shift in, in how you saw power and divinity related to you might have made it something that like, we probably just always did it. And now we have to kind of relearn this sort of conditioning, like interrupted that a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is one of the main goals of modern religion was to remove personal power from people that the power left the individual and it went to whatever the God was. Um, And so you you lose that when you're praying outside of yourself. I agree. I I agree that it's intentional. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some people won't like that. There's your, there's your spice, two pepper or whatever. There's a part of it. Right. 
but it's very intentional. It's very, very intentional. Yeah. And you know, I remember learning affirmations many years ago, right? Like it was a while ago. And I remember how silly it felt to say any sort of statement of power. Agreed. Yeah. It does feel like that at first. But then I think back to like watching my children grow up and Mm -hmm. I think of how natural it always was for them to make statements of power, even when asking for something like, I need this. I I want this. Right. Like it's sort of this to me, the idea that's taught in, in religion, most religions in, in that, like who you are is not powerful, who you need to earn things like that sort of conditioning makes you go to affirmations and and sort of have to like readjust because it feels awkward, but I don't think we're programmed that way. No, I don't think we are either. And I think if you think, especially like you said, when you're a child, I think that that before the outside world gets you and whatever, whatever programming you receive, I think I always grew up thinking like I was talking myself through things like you, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Like, I mean, that's not a purposeful, intentional, handwritten affirmation, but it has the energy of that, like you talking yourself through something. I think that's very inherent in human nature. Agree. And I think that is an affirmation. You know, an affirmation doesn't always have to be to get something. That's that's like, you know, when you think of capitalism, it's probably taught us that, right? Right. Just to be like, I can do this. I got this. Even if you don't really believe it, that's really effective and helpful. Yeah. It shifts the way your brain is working and seeing a situation and feeling about it. Absolutely. It, I mean, that to me is the, was what like an auto suggestion is, right? Yeah, definitely. You're suggesting to yourself that you got this and eventually you're right. like, oh, I think I might actually have this. Right. And then, and it, but if you have negative self-talk after the years of programming come through and you're like, why do you keep screwing this up, Jamie? Why, why can't you get this? What's wrong with you? Then you're auto suggesting that you can't do it. Exactly. And we're going to get to this in a minute when we talk about like how to do affirmations, the steps, what works, what doesn't like when we get to that, we're going to talk about this. But as soon as you bring shame into the party, right, you're kind of sabotaging your affirmation. And always, it is not about getting it perfect. Nobody does it perfect. Everyone has moments where they say it and they don't mean it or they feel shame around. Like, I, I don't mean that. But we're really taught this shame-based way of thinking of ourselves. And so when you then have this conditioning that's so shame-based, and then you go to say like a powerful statement to manifest something you want, it's a it's a leap. Like you're asking people to do a big thing. And a lot of times they feel like it's presented as just like, oh, if you just say this, then you're good. Exactly. It can take you a while to get there to where you actually feel like you actually believe the affirmation. Exactly right. I have a bunch of steps not a bunch. I have some steps for doing an affirmation, having it be the most effective it can be. And also things not to do like things to correct when it comes to your affirmations. But I think we should take a quick break. Let people think for a few minutes about what they might be wanting so that they can apply our affirmation techniques. What do you think? That's a great idea. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki, so I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. goes great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week we are obsessed with, or maybe you're not obsessed with, but we're obsessed with talking about taking breaks. Yes. No, I'm obsessed with it too. Yeah. It's hard sometimes and it looks different for people. I think that we are good at telling each other and encouraging the other person to take a break when they need it or to give yourself a break maybe. And I I don't just mean like, like taking a nap. I mean, like, like I mean that, but I also mean like, Hey, maybe don't be so hard on yourself about this or maybe give yourself a little more grace. You're going through a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm very good at taking naps. (laughs) You're very good at taking a break in the sense of resting. But I'm not great at not being hard on myself. So that's where you check me. Yes. And then I am the absolute worst at resting. You are. Physically resting, you're not great at. So bad. Like, I. it's ridiculous, really. Right. (laughs) I think that I am not great at not being hard on myself. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. But I think... I think it's easier for me to take a break in that sense or to give myself a break than it is for you. Do you agree? Yeah. I think it's easier for you to sort of take a step back and realize that you're being hard on yourself. I don't, I have a hard time seeing that I'm doing it. Once you call me out, I get it. And and then I, I take a bunch of steps back. Yes. So it's hard in this world that there's so much going on and there's so many pressures coming from so many different angles that we all need breaks. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I don't know where the origin of the programming is that you shouldn't give yourself a break sometimes. Right. But it's so unnatural. Capitalism. Capitalism. Of course, it's the root of everything. The patriarchy. But here's, here's an observation I have too. In, in a lot of areas that we talk about like this, 
it looks like I'm always like, this is harder for women because women aren't allowed it. But I would say in this respect, I think it's almost, almost equal. I don't think men are allowed this either. No. And it might be like sort of the way it is for me and you that it's different. It, it, I think it's just different. It looks different for men and women. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. I think it, it, I think it looks very different in this culture, how men are allowed to rest compared to how women are allowed to rest. Oh yes. 100%. 100%. There's a lot more judgment maybe on the way that women choose to take a break than there are men. But I would say like, being hard on yourself is like this weird toxic masculinity trait as well. Right. I agree. I agree. I don't think it's easy for anyone in this culture to settle down, calm down, take a break. Exactly. I also think that people think that they're, they'll say a statement kind of like I did where like, I'm good at this or I'm not good at this. And they sort of like full stop there. Mm. And my suggestion here is to look at, what the story is that you have about your self-worth and yourself a break and the connection, because that is 100% why you're struggling. Exactly. Right. And it might take a little bit to dig out why you feel those ways and what's why you tell those stories about yourself and about breaks and about Mm -hmm. being hardworking. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) all these adjectives we always hear that are so important to Americans. Um, I think one, but I think once you can dig those out, it'll be pretty illuminating. Yes. I, yeah. I know, for example, I time my self-worth to always being okay and never needing anything. Right. Yep. We've talked about this before for both of us, the idea of being labeled needy at all. Yes. Gross. No, thank you. No, thank stab you. Me, stab me in the eye instead. Just cut off a limb and I'll, I won't need anything. <laughs> That's a really, really good point. Okay. So if you are like that, there is a reason. There is some story that you wrote as a kid. It doesn't even matter if you know what it is, right? That that being needy equals something really bad. And it has to do with whatever your big ego fear is, right? Exactly. Right. Your episode on fears and desires. (laughs) Abandonment, rejection, or being seen as a fraud. Whichever one is your big one, it's connected to that right? So for me, it's rejection. So somewhere in my subconscious, I think that everyone's going to reject me if I need something. Right. And and I think everyone will abandon me. Right. So both of us don't logically think that we don't walk around like, Oh my God, if I ask somebody for a favor, or if someone sees that I'm not fully okay in this moment, right. You know, they're going to reject or abandon us. We don't, that's not happening, but your subconscious is so powerful that it's having you avoid being in that situation altogether. Yeah. I mean, my, I will have thoughts like that. Like after I ask for something, I'll be like, Oh, they're going to be all set with me. Cause I just, I ask too much of people. <laughs> right. They're just going to be like, <laughs> Oh my God, you know, Wait to leave. small favor. <laughs> He's, I'm never going to speak to her again. <laughs> Makes a ton of sense. Right. I mean, I do the same thing. It, it's what we do. Right. And I also think like, if you look back at your childhood and your, your family dynamic and maybe not even what was assigned to you, but what you felt like was a helpful role in your family will give you some, some valuable information, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, if being good and independent and like being able to take care of yourself was something that was like helpful to your right. parents. Exactly. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's going on. 
And then also the opposite, that sort of like victim thing where people are constantly needing people, they have just to have a belief that it's safer to be powerless, right? Right. So it's all just a story. Right. And I don't mean to make it sound like it's not a big deal because it's a really huge deal. Your whole life is shaped around it most likely. Exactly. But looking at it, I think can be really, really helpful. Yeah, I agree. And then you can go, then you can be easier on yourself once you know that. Yes. And you can... I would also just like to say, if you're like me and you find resting hard, you might also want to look at what your definition of resting is. Yes, because it's probably not what you think it's, quote unquote, supposed to be. Exactly. For me, sometimes the thought of resting makes it is difficult for me because I think I have to like keep my body really still and like with my eyes closed and have my brain be silent. That's something written in my head. And to me, that's not desirable. And I don't actually feel way better. I mean, sometimes I need to do that. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just doing something that like my brain can be occupied, but I don't need to be doing anything for anyone else. And it could be watching like a trashy TV show or playing game on my phone (laughs) or reading a book or whatever. Yeah. So just a reminder that your definition of resting might be different. And the way that your body rests is different than the way someone else's rests. Like I'm always jealous of Jamie's ability to nap. (laughs) You were a good napper. I'm a great napper. Like it's such a skill and you can like rejuvenate your whole day by Mm -hmm. taking a nap. And I'm so envious of that because I, I cannot nap. It just does not happen. And if I spent all this time, like trying to force myself to nap, which my body doesn't enjoy right, right. Or right. Too easily, then I would miss resting. So exactly. The point being, here. Yep. Yeah. So find your way of resting, change your definition, really tune in with your body, use your intuition, ask your body what it actually needs. Maybe it's right. just taking a time out and watching TikTok and sending your BFF TikToks that you want them to see and drinking a lot of water. Like that's fine. That's a great point. That is right. It can be anything. Yep. Agreed. All right. So allow yourself to rest and understand, do a little digging as to why it might be hard for you to give yourself a break in whatever way. Like if you're holding yourself to a really ridiculous standard, I do that too. Right. You do that too. Like whatever it is, just, Hmm, why might I be doing that? It's going to help you give yourself a bit more grace if you have that information. Exactly. All right, Jay, let's talk about some steps to creating affirmations. Okay. The place I want everyone to start is not the place most people tell people to start. Oh, okay. I don't think you should right off the bat, sit down pen to paper and write your beautiful sentence. No, I don't think you should either. I think you should spend a little while like being really aware of what it is you want, getting to kind of like the root of it, right? Like really thinking about it. What do you want? What don't you want? What do you need to release? Why do you want this thing? What might this look like if you have it? I think spending a little time thinking about that before you start to create your affirmation is going to be a game changer. Absolutely. I think people think of affirmations as what do I want to get? Yes. It's like a wish wish list or something. Yeah. It's like how you place an order to the universe in the catalog right. or something. Right. I just dated myself by saying catalog, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. It is that. And it can be that. Right. Sometimes you need to start before you get to that affirmation of calling something else in. 
Sometimes you need to use an affirmation to release something. Exactly. So being really aware of this, because keep in mind, an affirmation is not going to just hand deliver you something. It's Mm -hmm. used to shift your mindset into a place where you're more accepting of the thing. Right. I mean, there might be something that you really, really want, but it might feel very dangerous or unsafe or might feel like it's impossible because of some belief system you have. That's the stuff you have to let go of first. Yes. Or you can get the thing that you want. You have to get rid of the blocks first. Yes. Now we talked about this a little bit in our episode about goal setting and why it can be the worst. Yes, exactly. We did. But when you're looking at what you want and what you're trying to call in and you're looking at creating that goal, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't look at the belief that's limiting you in Mm -hmm. that area, if you don't look at what you're actually wanting, you're going to be either too specific, you're going to miss the point. Like the example I'm thinking of is if like you were saying an affirmation about you wanted to get um, a raise at work. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have what you're kind of wanting is to be appreciated at work and to make more money. Right. But if you just say, get a raise at work, you've limited the universe into bringing you the ways you want to feel with a specific outcome. Exactly. Okay. So if you said something more along the lines of like, I want to feel really appreciated at work and have that be reflected in my pay. Yes. You might get offered a new job. Right. Or you might get the raise and get more responsibility and more work and hate your job more. Exactly. The raise might not actually, you might get the raise maybe, but it might not actually do the thing you need it to. Right. So my point is start with a lot of like awareness, a lot of thinking about it. Um, You know, create a few drafts, try it out and like see how it feels and change it like 1 million times. Full permission. Yeah. And I think the important thing that you're saying is see how it feels like you're looking for a feeling, not you're not actually looking for the money. No, you're looking for the feeling of what having the money, what you think having the money is going to bring you. Exactly right. If you don't tie emotion to it, it's not going to work. And we're going to no. get to that. But like, well, let's get to it right now. Okay. Let's just skip right to that one because it's so important. A lot of people you know, and, and what I used to do would come to me with their affirmation and ask me to help them make it better. Cause it's not working. Right. And I would say nine times out of 10, the problem with the affirmation was that there was no emotional language in it. There was no emotion named of how you wanted to feel. Right. This is what your intuition does, right? Your intuition goes like, boop, this doesn't feel the way I want it to feel. And it sends off this like alert to you. Yep. And that's what people call like something's out of alignment. That's what they mean. Like your intuition's like what we want is not matched here. This, this either no longer feels right or it, whatever this new thing is, isn't, isn't good. There's there's a negative emotional state or an emotional state. That's not what we want. Exactly. So then if you just pick an outcome to create that emotional state, which is what your ego does, it creates something that it thinks will get it there. And you don't bring in the awareness of like the origin of this, which is feelings. You're not going to get there. That's a really good point. You're missing like the real way that your intuition operates. Exactly. And don't forget that that emotions are frequency. Mm -hmm. So that's like, it's easier to 
connect your your energy to the energy of an emotion than it is to like just be trying to visually see an end goal. Exactly. And a lot of times people's affirmations are either too specific or not specific enough. And if it's one of those two things, most likely the problem is that there's not an emotion attached to it. Right. Yeah. Right? So somebody might have an affirmation that's like, I want to feel or they, they would skip that. Like the affirmation should be, I want to feel more connected to my husband, let's say, right? right? That would be a good affirmation. But they say something like, I want my marriage to be better. And uh, then, you know what I mean? Like it's too right. general. Like what, how, what is better, right? The universe doesn't connect with that. But it does, if you call in like, hey, I want to feel like this, this is exactly how your intuition operates. And spoiler spoiler alert, it's exactly how the universe operates. Exactly. Sort of shift. Right. So it's like, how would I feel in a better marriage? Oh, I'd feel more connected. I'd feel more appreciated. I'd feel more seen. Yes. So listing those things, either picking one or listing a few together, if that feels, if you believe it, when you say it, that that's achievable, then Mm. that is the way to do it. Right. If your affirmation does not have a a emotional word in there about how you want to feel, it is go back to the drawing board. I don't want to say it isn't going to work, but it's not going to work the way you want it to. No, it won't. Yeah. Okay. Clarity. I sort of mentioned this before, but you want to be clear on what you want. True. You have to think a few steps deeper than just something like, I want to make more money. Right. That's a great thing to want to manifest. I am not hating on that at all. No, no, not at all. But how would you like to feel is the start of that. You know, like I would like to feel more financial security is a very, you're saying you want to feel secure financially. That's a feeling. That's something you can call in and you can add specifics to to it if you want to. You know what I mean? That's fine. But the feeling has to be present. Right. You can also call in like three or four different people who all say they want the same thing, which could be more money, right? Mm -hmm. But if you actually ask them why, they're probably going to give you that many different reasons why they want more money. Exactly. And you're also, you don't want to limit the universe, Right. So if you're saying like, I, I want more money, so I need to get a a raise at work. Okay. Right. What if the universe decided to do something? So one of your bills disappeared. What if, you know, all of a sudden some like weird uncle Scrooge McDuck died and left you money? Like, exactly. Right. Exactly. There's so many other ways it could be delivered. So You want to make sure that your affirmation doesn't limit the universe in how it can deliver to you. Right. And the the infinite, the, sorry, the universe is infinitely smarter and more capable than any human could be. So like Mm -hmm. to think that you could outsmart that system doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And listen, there's no judgment if you do that because I do it all the time. I right. like, I know the better way to do this universe. I got this, <laughs> right? And I, then I always have to check myself about it because I like control, right? Right. So it's it's if you do that, just catch yourself, right? Right. Like, hey universe, here's my 12-step plan for how you can deliver this to me. I'm that person, okay? I, you are, yeah. I write it down and then I throw it away and I'm like or I'm like here's one suggestion, but however you want to do it. <laughs> open to suggestions. (laughs) So, so honor who you are. Don't shame yourself for that, but no, you aren't even close to as knowledgeable and powerful as the universe. So like keep it, keep, keep the way 
you get the thing pretty general. Exactly. Leave it open. (laughs) Right. You focus on the emotions. Let the universe focus on the how. Yes. Another element to this is to have the knowledge of where you are inside, like where you sit in like allowing and receiving the thing. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. So if you're, let's say you are like, I want to manifest a new car. Okay. Yep. Where are you? Like, meaning like, how would you feel if tomorrow you had the opportunity to buy a new car? How would you feel if someone handed you a new car for free? Like what would happen? And I don't mean you have to be like fully cool with it, but you need to have sort of an idea of where you are so you can work on being open. Right. And don't just say, oh, of course I would take it because there's actually a part of you. Um, I believe me, this was me. This was me a couple of years ago. I'd be like, of course I want a million dollars. I'd love someone to hand me a check for a million dollars. But then you realize that like, you can't even like receive a compliment from someone. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so maybe I have to work, do some work here, right? Because mm. I can't even handle you buying me a cup of coffee without feeling like I'm forever indebted to you. So how am I ever going to manifest a car? That was going to be my exact example. If you are trying to manifest something big and like somebody pays for your coffee for you and that sends you into a spiral, even if you're pulling it off, like you're just look grateful, but inside you are at war. Right. about the coffee and you go home and you think about it. You wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what you're going to do to give that other person back yep. a copy yep. of equal or better, whatever. Right. Like yep. if that's happening. I'm sorry to break this to you, but you're going to have a lot of trouble manifesting a car. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it's not shame. It's not no. at all. It's just, you got to clock it so you can shift on, like you can work on it. You don't have to get it perfect. You just have to be kind of like actively opening that door a bit more and dealing with how it feels. Right. And when you discover those things, you know where to then start with the work. You're like, oh, I have to start here. Yes. I'm going to start here, accepting things here at this level. And then I'm going to work my way up. Yes. I have an exercise that I used to do with my clients. I think that you did it one time, Jamie, where I have you look through different amounts of money. Yes, I did it. You imagine receiving it. And as soon as you get to the point where it doesn't, it starts to feel anything but great. You have to like stop clicking. (laughs) Yeah. I think I stopped at like $25. Yeah. I'm going to, I did this with probably thousands of people, this thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, because I'm a researcher, I save the data because that's right. me as a person. The amount of people who could get above $50 was less than 10%. Oh, I bet. I bet. $50 is this mark where people start to get uncomfortable if someone was to hand it to them or give them something worth $50. Right. Exactly. Some people's, it's like a dollar. They're like, oh, no. Some people could get up a little bit higher for some people. It's like a hundred in that range. But for most people, I I think maybe in the history of doing it, I had one person who could make it over a hundred dollars. Really? Incredible. So not only is that like stopping people from like walking up to you and handing you money, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just that. It's what you're manifesting from the universe as like a gift or a prize or something great and unexpected is limited to that amount. Right. That's how, because it's how you perceive receiving things and the safety of receiving. Yes. I remember, I remember I did a manifestation challenge with you and 
I couldn't receive it. It came through my husband. Yes. Yes. Like he, he, he won like 50 bucks or he, something happened where he got the money and I was like, Heather, <laughs> like the money came, but I, it didn't go to me. Yeah. That it's, that's, what's great about doing these little experiments like this. So what you're talking about is we pick an amount of money and a lot of times we, in, we go up in increments or we base it on where your discomfort level is. And it's your job to manifest that in like a two week period. Okay. Right. So I think everyone should try this. Okay. And was what it tells you, most people manifest it, right? <laughs> what it tells you is what channels you have open for it. Right. And so if it didn't come to you and you're asking for it and it came to your husband, it's information that like the channel for it coming directly to you is a little close there, babe. Oh, it's super close. Yeah. And you'll also notice like some people couldn't get it in cash. They would only get it like... I remember doing it and one person like was given like a gift certificate to a store in the amount, the exact amount, oh, yeah. right? right? Like right. different thing. Or someone was like, Oh, I don't need this anymore. And like, they sort of equated the value of the bag of clothes to being around the $50. Right. So right. there's so it's just information. Again, we're not shaming. We're just going right. like, Oh, I'm clocking that that channel's open, but this one isn't. And really the more channels you have open, the better. The better. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The language you use is, is incredibly important. Definitely. Oh, most of the things that I see where they teach you how to write affirmations use I am statements. Mm. Mm-hmm. So meaning like I am rich if you're trying to be richer or something, right? So it makes it present tense. Yeah. Or they're saying like, I have a million dollars if you're trying to manifest a million dollars. Right. I have a little something to say about that. Yeah, I know, I know you do. <laughs> um, that's not where you should start. Correct. If you don't have a thing that you want already, like if the soon as you thought of it, if it didn't come right to you, that means that you have some sort of limiting belief about being safe and having it. Right. Exactly. I know, I know that sounds almost too simplistic. It isn't. It's simple in concept. It's very complicated in reality because this is the subconscious we're talking about. Exactly. Okay. If you just start claiming you have it, you're not going to actually believe it. And what you're going to have to do every time you make a statement like that is overcome all the negative beliefs you have about it. Yeah. You start to feel, if you're saying an affirmation that you don't believe, first of all, you can feel it when you're saying it, you know it. Yeah. And you start to like find that you're like talking yourself into it and it ends up just feeling like a mess. It does. And even if you're not sitting there like experiencing every thought about why you don't have it or you don't know what the limiting belief is around it being safe, you're going through a weird emotional journey every time you say it. Exactly. So you're bringing real funky energy to it. Exactly right. So if it's something big, I don't think you should use an I am statement. If it's an emotional state that's not too far of a jump, like something like, Um, I am peaceful and calm when I get home from work, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if that's not a huge jump for you, then that might work. Okay. Right. Exactly. But honestly, it's very rare that I would tell somebody to use an I am statement or an I have statement because you have to overcome so much bullshit while you say it. Exactly. I agree. Again, like you said, it might be easier further on down the road, but don't start there. Don't start there. So you do want to be present tense if you can. You want to have some sort of present tense statement 
one of my favorite things to tell people to do is to say, I'm calling and mm. okay, I'm calling in a million dollars. I'm calling in feeling peaceful when I get home from work. Right. right. And then yeah. you can even add to that after you're comfortable saying that I'm calling it in and I'm seeing its effects in my life. Like yeah. things like that are far more powerful because it, it sort of like lets you go around dealing with your limits because you're just saying that you're doing it, but you're still keeping the power sort of in house. Like you're doing it. Right. And it doesn't give your ego as much of a opening to jump in and yeah, critique it or doubt it. I don't care if you're miss spiritual, holistic, new age, tarot card, reading, yoga, doing incense, burning USA. Right. You say I am, and then say something that you're not, your brain is going to answer you and go, no, no, it's not. Right. Exactly. And your ego is going to jump in and say, no, it's not because of X and Y and Z. Exactly. So it's not the best thing unless you're like wildly experienced in this and have been doing affirmations that have built you up to that point. But I will tell you, I don't think I have any affirmations ever that say I am or I have. I just don't use that. Maybe for you it works. But for me, a statement that's like, um, you know, this is increasing every day or I'm calling this to me and I can feel this. I feel this growing in my life. I feel myself working towards those kinds of statements. Mm, I like that. I feel that. I like that. Yeah. In addition to this, if you're trying to manifest something that is really far away, like something that is really difficult. And every time you go to say it, even if you've got like a gentler statement with it, it's just like an emotional battlefield for you. Every time it's really difficult for me, I think of anything to do with like body image, just no matter what the statement, it's going to strike up some kind of bullshit in my system. Okay. Right. Most yeah. likely if it's something that you have a bit of trauma or you really have experienced something unsafe around, you're going to have this happen. Right. I have a trick for you. Ooh, okay. Saying I'm open to believing and then what you want is really powerful because you're not saying you believe you can have it. You're not saying you believe you can feel this way. You're saying I'm open to believing it. And that, that is such, it's a, it sounds like a baby step. But it's, it's way bigger of a step than you think it is. Right, exactly. So if, if the, the thing was like, I'm open to believing that I could feel comfortable in my own skin. And let's say you're like as far away from that as you could be. I think of myself like after I had my second child. Like, yep. Talk about uncomfortable in my own skin, right? If I had had this knowledge and known to say an affirmation like, I'm open to believing that I can feel comfortable in my own skin again – that would have been way different than feeling utter horror and discomfort and all kinds of unhealthy thoughts about myself. And then saying, I love my body. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It, that, that's too far of a leap. Yes. So use that and you don't have to, you, you'll be surprised of how quickly you can kind of step it up after. Yes, exactly. A few days of saying, I'm open to believing this I'm open to leaving. I could have this or that this is going to manifest in my life or that I'm capable of this or whatever. It's saying that I I'm telling you, say it a couple times a day for three days and you're going to feel completely different. Yeah. And you'll start to feel in your system when you're saying it or thinking it, you'll start to feel there's less resistance that there's more, there's more emotion. There's more positivity behind it. And then you'll, you'll know it's time to step it up and, and make adjustments to it. Exactly. Right. 
And in addition, the more intuitive you are, the more your whole being is going to call bullshit on you saying something that isn't true. Excellent point. That's a really good point. You can't get away with saying something that isn't true of how you feel because your body is going to physically react to it every time. Exactly. This next one is is something that I think is obvious, but I end up correcting in people a lot. So I want to make sure that I say it. Okay. You don't want to have in your affirmation any sort of negative word or a reference to something you don't want. Yes, exactly. That's important. The universe or however you see that. Okay. That's my term. Right. Fill in your own term. It doesn't respond and go like, oh, they said they don't want this. Yeah. You're just, you put the idea of it in. So it's there. Yeah. It's the thing that you're saying. So if you're like, I don't want to feel stressed about money anymore. All you're doing is connecting the emotional word stress, which reads the universe just reads as fear. By the way, that's all stress is. That's just what high achievers use for a word. Instead of saying, I'm afraid they say I'm stressed. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That's a good pro tip actually. Okay. So the universe just hears you go, I'm afraid. And then it hears money. Okay. Right. It's not it, like the universe doesn't speak English. <laughs> it doesn't understand like your grammar of like negatives and like, or like, you know what I mean? So you're, you're saying fear, you're saying stress, you're saying lack, mm-hmm. you're saying whatever you're saying. And it, it's tapping, you're tapping into that energy. Yeah. And recently in an episode, I don't remember which one it was. Maybe you do Jay. I was talking about how in sports, my dad would give me the tip, like, don't go up and say, I'm not going to strike out. I'm not going to strike out because all you're doing is focusing on striking out. Go up and say, I'm going to get a hit. I'm going to connect to the ball, right? That was the state episode. Yes, exactly. It's the same thing here, right? If you're like, I'm, today when I go to work, I am that bitch Karen is not going to bother me. All you're thinking about is being bothered. And that bitch Karen is the center of all of your thoughts, right? Exactly. So you want to make sure that you're not including that. And people sometimes have trouble because they're they're like really caught up in like, but what I'm trying to manifest is to not have this thing because we right. don't have a lot of great language around releasing in our culture. Right. So you really do want to look at like, what do I want? Right. So what's the opposite of bothered? Right. I, I, I would say That's- peaceful. What would you say? Calm, Calm. at ease. Exactly right. And don't name the thing that's bothering you in your affirmation. Right. Especially if it's a person, because you're going to be like, why is this person all up in my grill all the time? Well, because you are constantly manifesting to yourself. Yeah, you're calling her into your cubicle every time you say it. Exactly right. Okay. So those are my tips. Now I have some things that I want to say, please don't bring in. And it's... Mm -hmm. I don't mean this in a a way to shame you if you're doing it. I mean this in a way to counteract some of the wrong advice given out to people. Okay. The first one is just keep an eye out for toxic positivity. Yes, exactly. Good vibes only. I, in doing the research for this, I read through more than I care to admit to you, um, websites and books and accounts of how people are suggesting people use affirmations, right? The amount of toxic positivity woven into there is gross. Now, mind you, a lot of this stuff, like the origin of it is like from the nineties. And I don't think we were aware of this term yet. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But it's, um, it's gross now. Yeah. 
toxic yeah. positivity, just to reframe, because we use the term a lot. Let's let's just define it real quick. Okay. It's saying in any way that you should just feel good. Right. Avoid all bad emotions. Yes. Oh, you're feeling negative? Just be positive. Right. Just think happy thoughts. Yes. It's everyone has that friend or that person that they know that when you're complaining, they're just trying to rip you out of the bad state and put you into a good state. And they mean well. Right. Okay? But that's not what people need. We need to be like, listen to, we need space held for us and then move to it. Right. Yeah, you're able to process the bad emotions so you can get to the good emotions. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're kind of just being like subtly gaslit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same with an affirmation. Like yeah. it shouldn't just be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I, I read something Jay. Oh no. From it, I'm not going to say what one it was, but it was connected to Hay House. I know exactly who it was. Okay. okay got it. And the suggestion was to, to, for a person who had cancer, was to talk about how healthy their body was all the time and impenetrable their body was. And, oh, my God. I started to just get so upset reading it. Now, right. Do I think saying those kinds of things is, is a bad idea if you have an illness? Of course not. But if you're not stomping and honoring the fact that what you're going through is difficult and has a lot of right. negative feelings involved, then you are not doing yourself a service. You know, emotions and intuition are not all positive and they're not meant to be. No, they're not supposed to be. No. No. And your body, if you're, if you're battling cancer you need to have support for yourself emotionally and physically. And you need to be able to say this sucks and it's scary. It's hard. Yeah. And I need help. Yeah. How about an affirmation? That's like, whenever I'm feeling low, I call in high energy. I yes. call in more positive. I call in support, like something like that. Yes. Cause right. you're still allowing that. Right. Whenever I'm feeling like this, I know I can call that in like something like that. Right. Yeah. Talking about how strong you are to fight, all of that stuff, yes, but you cannot skip the negative stuff. And it doesn't have to be written into your affirmation, but there has to be a time where you honor that stuff and you're aware of that stuff. Yeah, you can't ignore it just through happy affirmations. Yeah. And the other thing is, this is more in like the the chapter or the wing of the new age spiritual people who are also religious. Oh yeah. Where it's like Okay. Oh, you're in an abusive marriage. Just, just say an affirmation about your marriage being better. Yes, exactly. No, no, no. Right. Please don't do that. No, get out first of all, <laughs> and, and then do the work. Get yourself safe. Yeah. It's not a bit like we said in the beginning. It's not a band aid. This is like affirmations aren't just band aids and quick fixes and shortcuts. Mm -hmm. You have to look at all of the things in your life. Uh huh. Exactly. So an affirmation, if you don't like something, you shouldn't be using it to make yourself like it. You can't make yourself like things. You can't make yourself happy with something. No, you cannot. Please don't use it that way. You will hurt yourself further. Right. If you're trying to figure out if the way you're doing something is has toxic positivity involved, or maybe you're just bringing it upon yourself because we've all been conditioned to do that, right? Yeah. Just look for shame. If shame's there with you, you're having right. a moment where you're not in the best place. Again, you're going to have it. Like I said, I don't care if you're Miss Holistic USA. You're going to feel shame when you're doing something sometimes. 
That's okay. It's just an indicator that fear has taken over. So that's not a great place to try to pull something in from, but it's great information. And it's something that you can go, Oh, why am I feeling this way? Let me work on that first. Right. So you don't use anything, any healing technique to mask or hide shame. Mm-hmm. You actually do the opposite. You use the shame to see where you need to do the work. Exactly. Shame isn't a bad guy. It doesn't no. feel good, but it's it's a red flag waving to right. you that something else needs to have your attention first. Right. And if you're feeling bad about feeling shame, then you're just feeling more shame. You're just spiraling into more and more shame and it's going to feel worse and and less healthy every single time you sit in that cycle. So you need to use the shame as more of like a guidepost or like you said, a red flag as to where you need to start working. I think guidepost is the perfect word because red flag almost makes it sound negative, right? But like the guidepost is like, it's your shame is literally guiding you to do something different. You know what I mean? You need to do work. You need to feel, you need to work to like heal whatever is here so you can feel better about it. Exactly. And if you're on it with toxic positivity, not just like, don't just, don't just smile over the shame and try to hide it. You have to actually do the work of it. Absolutely. You're, you can walk around frowning. hundred percent. You can have a scowl on your face if you'd like. Yep. Go right ahead. Yep. Go for it. If that scowl lasts for too long, or if I notice you with a scowl, I might ask you about it, but I'm not asking you to change it. I'm just wondering if there's anything I can do, right? Like think of it that way. That's how you should treat yourself too. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get to feel all the things. You do get to feel all the things. A quick way to know if there's shame around something that you're doing is if you make should statements following it. Yeah. That's a tough one to hear. Yeah. Oh, I should do this. I should have done this. I should be more like this. That's just shame saying, hi, and I've now taken over all of your thoughts. Yeah. I'm a big shudder. You should all over yourself. Yeah, I do. We all do. Unfortunately. We all do. But again, it's not something to feel bad about. It's just an indicator. Oh, there's, there's a lot of shame present here. What kind of fear do I have? What sort of story about being unsafe might be present here? What sort of um, belief about my self-worth might be going on, right? Right. That's the question I ask. Yep. Affirmations, like we said before, are not like a system of delivering a thing to you. Mm -hmm. You can use them to get a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, I, I know we like bash capitalism, but I'm not asking you not to try to manifest like something that's an item that you want. Go absolutely do that. Some of my biggest goals and dreams are things. Yes, that's totally fine. Know how you want to feel when you get it and connect that. Have the emotion connected. But you're doing the affirmation is not like delivering a good to you. That's not what it does. What an affirmation does is kind of adjust your frequency. Exactly. So it shifts your mindset and helps you change the way that you're thinking about the thing that you want. Right. You still have to take action. Always. This is where I feel like the secret lets everybody down because I love so much of it. So so much of it is true. Yes. But it sort of leaves you thinking that just by changing the way you think about something that all stuff will be different and new things will be delivered. That if you want someone to like look into about this, look into Mike Dooley. Yes. He does notes from the universe in the mornings. He'll send you an email. Um, 
And he calls them like the cursed hows. Like you don't worry about how you just get your ass out there and start living and feeling and acting towards like what you want. And then you allow the universe to deliver what you want. Yes. I love Mike Dooley. I love my notes from the universe every morning. Totally do that. And, And you bring up a really good point because like, it isn't like you now need to go invent the way to get the thing. No, create circumstances that things can come to you. Exactly. You need to sort of operate differently. Right. You know, if you're trying to manifest something you don't already have and you're using affirmations and all this kind of stuff, you can't walk around thinking and acting in the way that you were before in connection to it. Right. Because then you're undoing like the affirmations, only the shift in the mindset. And then you have to do something with that. Right. You shift your frequency with the affirmation and then, and then you're calling in what you need, but you have to be out there living life and and allowing it to come to you. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled because what's going to come to you is opportunity. Right. Exactly. Information, connections, ideas, right. Right. A feeling, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then you're going to intuit something. You're going to have a dream about something. Follow all of those threads. A lot of people will tell me like while they're doing affirmations, when they're like really focusing on that, all of a sudden they feel so creative. That's because you shifted something and those things that feel creative and those ideas that you're having are incredibly important to pay attention to because acting on them, even if they don't deliver you exactly where you're trying to go, but like taking different action with things like that is what opens you up to getting the thing. Right. It's taking you down the path to that thing that you're expecting to just be delivered to you. You're actually unknowingly walking down the path to it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I wanted to give you an example of an affirmation I saw suggested on one of the websites for writing an affirmation. Oh no. I thought we could fix it. Okay. (laughs) First one was to say, I am a millionaire. Oh yeah. I don't believe that. (laughs) I want it to be true, but I don't believe it. Also, I would not like to limit myself to millionaire. I mean, I don't think billionaire should exist, but I'd like to keep hitting it and having to give away a lot money, a lot of money to not be a billionaire. That would be a great problem for me. That is a great problem to have. <laughs> okay. Yes. So the way that I fixed this affirmation is the money I manifest increases daily. There's one option. Oh, I like that. Okay. The other one is every day my feelings of financial security grow. Yes. Love that. Now, you if if millionaire is like on your vision board, if you like really want to hit that like seven figures thing, if like that's something that you actually want, not just you've been told you want, but like that's important to you, it can be in your affirmation. Okay. Yes. But just saying I am a millionaire, no. Like you could say I'm calling in millionaire status. I'm calling in a millionaire's lifestyle. I'm calling in the financial security of a millionaire. You could do any of that. I'm not against the word. Right. Gotcha. See how just saying it, your brain answers. No, you're not. not. Yeah. I'm a millionaire. It's like, well, actually check my checking account. No, I'm not. (laughs) It's actually evidence to the fact that I can't afford a yacht. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) right. Exactly. Right. Um, And then again, you, if the thing you're doing feels too far away, use like, I'm open to believing that I could be a millionaire in the last five years. Right. When you think about the thing, how do you feel? So ask yourself the question. When I, if let's say you want the millionaire is the thing you're going for. Okay. Right. When I think about being a millionaire, I feel. 
when I think about where I am now, as opposed to being a millionaire, I feel, and then be like Mm. really honest with the answer. Right. Exactly. For me, a lot of times, if I'm trying to manifest something that has like a, a financial figure attached, I would have to be like, I feel selfish. I feel guilty. Oh yeah. And if yep. you will clock that and make some adjustments for it, you're not going to, you're going to have, you're going to lose money because you're kind of, right. every time you think about money in your affirmation, you're starting to feel bad about having it or unsafe having it. Right. Your frequency drops instead of rising. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am guilty of this. And if you feel bad about being guilty about this, you're not allowed. And here's why. I am an expert on state and the advice that I'm going to give you is to pay attention to the state you're in when you say your affirmation. Yes, absolutely. I'm guilty of not doing this. Sometimes I'm just like, Oh, I got to say my affirmation and I say it and I move on. And I didn't take that extra moment and like sit, be present, feel, feel the way create the state of how I want to feel when I say it. Right. Like, If you miss that, it's not like you're sabotaging yourself, but you're not, it takes one extra second and it makes it so much more powerful. Right. And that's where you have to sort of lose yourself a little bit and let your ego take a step back and like, you know, allow yourself to be a little silly with it. Like throw your fist in the air or like, you know, hoot and holler about it a little bit so that you can call that energy in. Yeah. Feel silly about like picturing having it and being like deliriously happy. Right. Exactly. Make yourself feel calm and excited when you say it. Like, even if you're not, like, pull that state in. See our episode on state if you didn't hear it so you know how to do that. But it really does. And sometimes I'm just, I get caught up in, like, the checklist of it all. Like, oh, I said my affirmation today. And I don't stop and and do that. And it's really so incredibly important. I, I can't overstate how helpful that is. Agreed. Also, if you're having a day where you're not feeling it, don't judge yourself, but definitely check into why. Yes, definitely. Okay. Along those same lines, if your affirmation's feeling stale, change it. People get like attached. Yes. Like, oh, I said this for only two days and now I don't feel it anymore. That's good. Yeah. Or they feel like they're like jinxing it or like abandoning it or something. Yeah. I have to say the longer you're using the same affirmation, the more I would I would be like, ooh, something's not working because you're trying to change the way you feel. So if your affirmation's working, you're starting to shift the way that you feel. So every time you say it, you should have some sort of a reaction. And if it just becomes like words and you're not totally feeling it, you just need to adjust it. So changing your affirmation often, even if it's to manifest the same thing is really, really good. That's great. Yeah. 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 Okay. The fears that pop up when you say your affirmation aren't something that you should try to usher away. You should pay really close attention to them. Yes. There's such valuable information. Of course. course. It's so helpful. If you say that you want to be a millionaire and afterwards you picture all of your friends hating you and you're like, why do I keep picturing that? And you just keep trying to shove it out of your head. (laughs) Your intuition is going to be sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like I always see those memes with like your guardian angel with like a a palm to the head. Right? Exactly. That's that's information that's more valuable than anything to know what the weird story is that you have around having it being unsafe. Right. You need to know where the fear is. That's where it is. Yes. Okay, the shifts that happen in your life when you're saying affirmations can be subtle. Yeah. 
sometimes people are like, I've been saying this affirmation for two weeks and I am not currently completely having the thing I'm asking for. <laughs> right. But I would say if you look back like a year ago at what you were kind of trying to manifest and the things you were trying to affirm into your life, you'll notice you have a lot of them or you're way further along the road than you were then. So it's one of those things where because the shifts can be very subtle, you'll have big moments, of course, but because they can be really subtle, you don't notice how effective they are. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. You need a little perspective sometime. Okay, the last thing that I have for you is that if you struggle with low self-esteem, I'm someone who did for a very long time in her life, so this is not a judgment, but if you have very low self-esteem and you have lots and lots of insecurities that are really ruling your life, then you need to start your affirmations in a place of working on that. Yes, that's the starting point. Because if you are trying to skip that and manifest something else, everything is going to come down to that. And you're going to end up sabotaging yourself and feeling worse than you did in the beginning. Yeah, you're going to be very frustrated. So do the work there, but you can also create affirmations around shifting that, right? Absolutely. That has to come first, because if you don't believe in in yourself, if you're still subscribing to the idea that you have to earn things or that you know, your worth is something that is like a currency that you have to do stuff to be worthy of anything, then trying to manifest anything and using an affirmation isn't going to work because the whole point of these is feeling powerful. Right. You you don't feel that way yet. No, you haven't got there yet. So my point is, I don't want you to waste a ton of time and, and be really frustrated trying to manifest if that's going on in your life. Just start your affirmations and stuff there. Yep, I agree. That's all I got for you. What do you, what do you think about affirmations in general? Do you like them? Do you use them? Like tell me your thoughts. I love affirmations. I think that they're very helpful. I don't use them and I don't, you know, write out you know, long affirmations that I use, you know, for X amount of time. Wait, but you don't you don't get up at 3 a.m. And journal for four hours and repeat your affirmation into the wind. I don't, if you can imagine, I don't do that. It's true. Drink a (laughs) green smoothie while I'm doing it. No, I don't do that. (laughs) No, but I do use affirmations when I'm, um, when I'm like sort of plotting and planning. And when I notice that things are sort of going off course, I use them to self-correct. Me too. And my point besides enjoying making fun of you is to say like, you don't have to have like a set program for these. Yes, right. You exactly. don't have to feel like you're you're less intuitive than Sally down the street because you know she says her affirmations at the you know at, at sundown every day or something like. Or she she sets timers on her phones to yeah. say them ten times a day. Like, if you're doing that, you're you're sitting straight up in ego, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you want to set an alarm. Because you like at the end of the day and it reminds you, did I do my affirmation today? I don't, I don't mind that, but like forcing your affirmation at a certain time of day is probably not the most effective. Right. Just to check it off of a list so that you can say like, oh, here universe, I did all this work. Now you owe me. Yeah. That's not a flex. That's where where the energy is. Yeah. That's not the flex you think it is, bro. No, no, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not. If, you, if there's someone in your life or someone on your social media who's pressuring you about that type of thing, 
just take a little look at how you feel when you're hearing that stuff from them because it's probably yucky and you probably could start your own practice. Yeah, it's kind of like with with sleep, how like people are like, oh, if you go yeah. to sleep at you know early at night and get up early in the morning, you're a better person than other people. Yes. No, it's just right. the way that you're designed. You know, yes. like, there there are studies that say like when you first wake up, no matter what time it is, if you say an affirmation then, then it's more powerful than any other time because you're you're really like in a good intuitive state. Yeah. I will tell you, I don't even know what my freaking name is when I first wake up. So there's no way I'm saying my affirmation then. Right. Exactly. I don't know what life I'm in, what planet I'm on, what day it is. I'm not going to be like, let me say this beautiful affirmation. But if that works for you, cool. If you're just like, oh yeah, cool. The weird thing I tell people this all the time for me is like when I get in the car saying the affirmation and sometimes when I'm driving, it's like this weird state that like works well. A lot of my intuitive work happens when I get in the car because I'm like focused on this one thing with my like muggle ego brain. And so my intuition can then sort of work without me putting a lot of pressure on myself. Exactly. I would say the car is my favorite place followed closely by the shower. Yes. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Same. Mm -hmm. So use them. You're not like if you say them every day for six days and on day seven, you forgot to say it. It's okay. Yeah. You didn't ruin the whole thing. Everyone's fine. Chances are you thought about the thing. Yes. And that's, that's totally fine. Just do it when you can and find what works for you because what works for one person is not going to work for another. You might be the kind of person like my mother wakes up, like people wake up in commercials. She does. She stretches and like is in the day and she's awake and alert and like that's who she is as a person. And I'm envious of it. So yep. her, if she said an affirmation when she first woke up, that would be ideal. Exactly. People like you and me, we don't know how to speak English when we wake up. So that's not effective. Yeah. So you find what works for you. Exactly right. Do it as consistent as you can. But the second you start bringing shame in and being too rigid with it, it's not effective because this needs to be an emotional, intuitive experience. Exactly. If it's something you really want, most likely your thoughts drift to that thing multiple times a day, multiple times an hour. So just one of those times, if you work in your affirmation, I think that's the best way to do it. That's a great point. When you start thinking about that thing you want, then throw the affirmation in. Yeah. And if you're a grumpy, emotional, like hormonal, moody mess, Mm. you can still say it, even if you hate saying it. I would also say it later when you feel better, but you don't, as much as the state is important, you don't need to be perfect either. No, there's no, there's no perfection here. Just do the best you can. Exactly. Okay. Well, my affirmation is about how awesome the podcast is and how much I love doing it with you and how much I love the people who listen to our podcast. Like that's, I don't know if that's an affirmation, but that's when I'm just saying out loud all all the time. (laughs) I love it. Hey everyone. Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us.
Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.